everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck. Hope everybody had a great off weekend, at least for Cup. Trucks and Xfinity were in action in Iowa, but Cup was off. One of the three off weekends for that series all season. So there hasn't been a podcast since last week. You haven't missed anything. No post-race podcast, obviously. But today we are back with a 12 Questions And it's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. of Roush Fenway Racing, who is the subject of the 12 questions this week. So let's take a listen and see what he had to say. Yeah. All right. Um, Everybody, I'm here with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And we're waiting out the rain here in a holler at Michigan. It's pouring outside. So thanks for joining me. Um, The first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? How often do I have dreams about racing? Uh... You know, I don't dream very much. Well, I mean, I'm sure I do, but like actually remember them or wake up and be like, oh, wow, that was crazy. I don't really have many of those. So I feel like when I was younger, I used to dream quite a bit about racing. I don't know. Now that I do it for a living, maybe I don't dream about it as much. I don't know. That makes sense. Ricky, if you get into someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? Uh, always feel it's necessary to apologize. Like if you... Uh, if it's an accident, uh, I mean, I've gotten into people on purpose and I definitely ain't calling them. I feel like they deserved it. Right. So I'm not apologizing. And, uh, that's, that's the way I roll. So, uh, if somebody gets into me on accident and and I know it's on accident, you know, I expect at least like a, Hey, sorry about that. You know, and then I'll let it roll off, you know? Um, but if it's, if it seems intentional, I'm like, I'll get them back. So there's no, like, there's no fake sort of explanation later where you're like oh i really didn't mean to do that even though you did like you just don't yeah bother. no i just don't bother yeah okay. then i feel like they really understand after that that all right he meant to do it okay uh, what is the biggest compliment someone could give you biggest compliment someone could give me i don't know i've always throughout like my racing career I always loved when people are like I love how aggressive you drive and on the edge and, um, you know, cause I feel like that's my driving style. And so I like it when people feel like I do that, um, and, you know, get the most out of the car. Um, you know, I feel like that's always a, a positive, uh, compliment you can get when you're like in, you know, for as far as driving a race car. Hmm. Okay. So NASCAR comes to you and they're like, Hey, we're bringing this huge celebrity to the track. We'd really love for you to host them and take them around. Um, who is a celebrity you'd be excited to host at the track? Uh, a celebrity I'd like to host at the track? Probably Alan Jackson. I oh, think that'd be cool. wow. You know, yeah, because I feel like there's, you know, there's a lot of cool sports celebrities and, you know, people that have come to the track that you get to meet. But, like, I feel like Alan Jackson doesn't do a whole lot outside of, you know, his things so i think that'd be cool that that brings up a good point because like you know we see so many country artists come through but like alan jack like maybe he came through in the 90s or something and yeah i don't know like surely he's been to nascar i would some think point, so i mean i don't remember him being like his music and him scream nascar so i don't know i don't know that's that's who i'd want to come hang out with me yeah and you know i wish i could have hair like he did especially in the 90s you know <laughs> you almost did for a little while yeah you know i might try and get it again but uh, I don't know. I mean, a blonde, long hair is pretty solid. Yeah. 
Uh, in an effort to show it's a health-conscious sport, NASCAR offers a number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it? Who says vegan's healthy? Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> I guess... Uh, There's people that say that you need to eat some meat, right? Protein. That's a good point. Um, Nobody's no, but that uh, for a number one pit stall, I mean, it, it depends on what track they would give it to you at. Uh, I would definitely do it for... Uh, you know, pit stalls where you feel like it's a huge advantage, track position, you know, racetrack. So, I mean, I'd probably do it. Okay. I, I quit eating candy for a month one time, and I feel like that was probably harder than going vegan for a month. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, now it's time for the random race challenge. So I've picked a random race from your career on Racing Reference, and you have to guess where you finished in this race. Oh, this Are you good at remembering difficult. races or no? Um, I'm okay, but... I don't know. After, like, so many years, I feel like they run together. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you remember where you finished in the 2014 Bristol Night Race? 2014 Bristol Night Race. Second? That was, I think, the that was before. the No, that was oh. the first race oh, the, that, that we raced race, that night. Race. Yeah. That was yes. the... Uh, so we finished... Ninth? Sixth. Sixth. Well, I yeah. don't remember that one then. So you started 21st. You finished sixth. I do uh, know that we don't qualify good there. Or we didn't. We did this yeah. year. But. You actually started, I think, 21st in that race where you finished second as well. Yeah, so um, that threw me off because like, we ran like four night races in a row, I feel like, at Bristol because of rain. Because of rain delays, yeah. Yeah, so that was a trick question. You finished no, just uh, behind Kurt and ahead of Carl in this race. Do you remember racing them at all? Total um, blur. Yeah, that one's kind of a, a blur now the spring race of that year i remember i mean we carl won we finished second it was like raining on like two laps to go that would have been too easy though like if i was just like i was second you know yeah it sticks out i had to make it somewhat hard no no that was good i like that that's cool <laughs> all right has anybody uh, like for sure guessed it yeah some people really? have like totally nailed it out of nowhere i'm like Dang. what like I, I think they saw my paper or something but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing um who is the best rapper alive i don't think really any rappers are good um <laughs> You know, I like Colt Ford. Uh-huh. He's solid. Uh-huh. Um, is Kanye West considered a rapper? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he. I'll he's go with Kanye West. I could not tell but. you a song that he sings, but we'll go with Kanye. Okay. Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? <laughs> oh, I remember this question. Um, I told Larson I was doing this. Uh-huh. Uh, we were watching sprint car races last oh, night. That's and he right. goes, he said you. Because yeah, and he said me. Yeah, because yeah, we actually did um, do that at Knoxville last year. So, um, I really think any face is punchable, just depending on what they did. Okay. Like, it- like if if somebody crashes me and then wants to come up and complain to me about why they crashed me or why we got in the wreck, I'd I'd probably. I'd probably do it. <laughs> like, you know, it just depends. I mean, there's a few times that it just depends on how mad I am. But I feel like, you know, any face is punchable just depending on what you did. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So now I mean, there's a few that you would punch and, like, maybe run the other way. Like, right. Like, yeah. I don't know how people would fare with Newman. Like, yeah. Very well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You might want to get, like, solid. five hits in real quick. <laughs> but. Yeah. You got to be ready to take another one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team. 
for one race as part of a big publicity push they are doing. So they're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks to the race. One's going to be your crew chief, one's going to be your spotter, and one's going to be your motorhome driver. Who do you assign to which role between uh, Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Oh, wow. Um, I'd probably put... Probably Tom Hanks as my spotter. I feel like he's somebody I'd like to listen to. Okay. Um, I feel like he probably has pretty good ideas of what's going on. Um, I feel like LeBron would be a good crew chief. Just because I feel like, I mean, he basically coaches his teams now. Yeah. You know, from from the court. So I feel like that's what a crew chief does. And then, so I guess Taylor would be driving my bus. Hope she can cook. <laughs> I doubt she cooks, but I don't know. Maybe she does. She probably has people that do that. But yeah. yeah. Well, as long as she can bring those people. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's 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 my order. Okay. What is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Oh, pre-race bathrooms are uh, a necessity. I think uh, Brewer here, uh, he helps point them out for me. Out. Yeah, oh, he okay. scouts them out for me. I'll get to the car after intros, and he's like, hey, nearest one's over here or over there. <laughs> so that's that's the way we roll over here uh, on the 17. But, you know, it's kind of tricky when, uh, you know, at the 600, our cars were on the racetrack. Oh, yeah. Got done with the National Anthem. I was like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I had to run all the way across the grass into basically the media center, go to the bathroom, and then run all the way back out. Wow. So you probably were breaking a sweat already before you even got yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, I was definitely getting, getting warmed up. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, even if you don't have to go to the bathroom, you just go to the bathroom. Yeah. So just to make it easy, like I had to pee at Pocono last week, like lap ten. Oh. And I just it was miserable. Oh, it's miserable. That does sound rough. So NASCAR decides it misses the highlight reel value brought by Carl's backflips, and they decide that a replacement is needed. How much money would they have to pay you to backflip off your car following your next win? Well, I haven't tried a backflip in a while, but I used to be able to just do a standing back tuck on the ground. Oh, wow. Without jumping off the car. I used to give Carl a hard time when he was here uh, at Roush. I was like, you can't do him on the ground? Like, you know, you, you got to do him off the car. Um, but, you know, I haven't done him off of an object other than like into pools and stuff but um i used to be able to do them just standing on the ground i I don't know if i've done it maybe i'll send you a video um (laughs) but i mean i would take any kind of money but i really don't really care because that means we won the race right and that's really all i need okay that makes sense probably a bristol night race would be cool i might try it there you know what i mean yeah try it i might leave my helmet on (laughs) Okay, so I uh, just did a interview with Jamie McMurray recently, and um, he knew that you were the next interview. So his question for yeah, you... Jamie's question. Who knows? He says that you and Boyer used to gang up on him or something and make fun of him for working out and things like that. He noticed that you now work out a lot, and it's a part of your lifestyle. So he wanted to know what changed in your life or whatever that um, made that important to you. Well, I used to work out a lot and then i went about a year and a half without working out at all um my i just don't like i tell jamie i still mess with him that you know i mean he rides his bicycle for like four and five hours a day who has time to ride a bicycle (laughs) 
for four or five hours a day, always mess with them and say, I don't know why they wear aerodynamic spandex and stuff. Just pull a parachute and ride your bike for an hour instead of four hours being aerodynamic. But no, I, um, yeah, I did CrossFit for a long time and, uh, and enjoyed it, but got kind of just burnt out and decided to stop really working out. I, I twisted my ankle and hurt my wrist. And then I was like, ah, just not going to work out. Um, and so then after that, I mean, we were running good. So I was like, ah, I ain't going back to working out. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not like superstitious, but like there's times that I'm like, you know, like last year, I was like, well, we were running good. I guess I'm not going to work out. You know, I just can continue to play golf and, and race. And so that's what we did. Uh, but then this off season, I got uh, uh, with Pit Fit Training. Uh, that are in Indy. Uh, they do a lot of Indy car drivers, uh, a lot of top field drivers, some sprint car drivers work out there, but it's more uh, race car driver based. Uh, a lot of the workouts that they got me doing and things like that. So, you know, reaction time, hand eye coordination when your heart rate's really high and hmm. uh, things like that. So I've been enjoying doing that uh, over the last uh, probably month and a half, and uh, it's, been, it's been enjoyable. Hmm. That's interesting. So you're going to hate me for this, but I don't know who the next interview is with. Uh, do you have a question that I might be able to ask just another driver in the garage? In the garage? Um, I think you should ask your next driver if they would be game to have, uh, like, Wednesday night race, like a one-day show night race at Bristol once a month. Ooh, once a month. Yeah, like I think that like be cool. a a little bit of like a side series or part of cup. Like or? part of cup, just you know, go in there, like kind of like a short track race. Like you have like an hour of practice, you, know, you qualify and then race that night. Like do it like all in the afternoon and and night. I think that'd be. Uh, see what the driver's pull is on that. Okay, I like that good question well thank you for doing this because i really would like to run bristol every week every other week (laughs) yeah i could see based on your results yeah yeah, every other week let's go there (laughs) okay thank you for doing this yeah not a problem thank you all right everybody so there you have it ricky stenhouse jr on the 12 questions thank him for his time appreciate him being willing to do that before we go i do have one patron shout out today and these are shout outs for people who pledge ten dollars or more per month on my patreon page which is how I live and get to the races. And so I just want to thank John Robinson for coming on board. Appreciate John's support, as well as the rest of you who are my bosses, essentially, keeping me employed and at the track. Speaking of the bosses on Patreon.com, I hope those of you who are patrons got to listen to the patrons-only podcast that I did with my wife, Sarah. We posted that on the Patreon site, not in the regular feed. So go back and listen to that. That was during the off week. Got a lot of great feedback on that, so hopefully we'll be doing more of that stuff in the future just for patrons only. Obviously, I'm going to keep all the NASCAR stuff as much as possible uh, public and open to everybody, but I want to give some benefits to the people who are uh, keeping me out there at the track. Coming up on the next episode of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, this is one that you're not going to want to miss. I don't say that lightly. I really mean it. I think this might be the best how I got here of the year, at least the most fascinating story. It is a man named Marlon Yoder who is a car chief in the ARCA series, and he grew up Amish, knowing nothing about racing, 
had to make his way, uh, leave the Amish, and eventually make his way to North Carolina to try to get into racing. His The story of how he even knew about it is fascinating, um, and how he made it to where he is today is is equally fascinating. So hopefully you will tune in to that. That comes out on Thursday. And then, of course, I'm driving down to Sonoma Raceway, which is my home track here in Portland, Oregon. It's only a 10-hour drive. Just looked it up on Google Maps the other day. So I'm driving with my wife, Sarah, to the race. And then I'm hoping to do a post-race podcast with NASCAR Next driver Will Rogers, who is going to be competing in the K&N West race at Sonoma. He just won the K&N East race last week in New Jersey, also racing in ARCA this year. So hopefully that will be a fun post-race podcast. Get his thoughts on everything that happened in the cup race on Sunday. Anyway, if you've made it this far, thanks as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.